everybody. I told you I'll get you another get you updated here on continuing with the stories. We have one more, which is Shirley McBride. This is going to be our final one story to do tonight, and I'll hopefully with this we'll get some justice and some peace. Now this goes to Shirley McBride, Shirley Ann McBride, who's been missing since seventh. 13, 1984 in Concord, New Hampshire, endangering missing children. Female, white, date of birth, 4 1969. She's over 52 years old. 15 years old at the time of her disappearance. At the time, she weighed 5 foot 6, 110 pounds. She was lightweight summer clothes. That was her jewelry description. She, she had upper front teeth or chopped. One of her feet turns slightly inward while she's walking. Shirley's nickname, uh, nickname is Tippy. Now, let's get to the story. Shirley was last seen leaving her half-sister's apartment on Union Street in Concord, New Hampshire at 9.30 p.m. On July 13, 1984, she was planning to pick up some money, uh, money a woman owed for her babysitting, then visit her 21-year-old boyfriend at his place of work, Concord Latino Leto, which is which is an old turnpike road near the Merrick River. It's unclear whether she ever arrived at Concord Latino. She had never heard, been heard again. She had a history of leaving home overnight without telling anyone, so she wasn't reporting a missing for a couple of days. She did not take any of her personal belongings or clothing with her and did not have any additional cash. Shirley was living with herself, with, living with her half-sister Donna, Wilcom uh, Riley, Aurel, something like that, and Rao's children at the time she disappeared. She had moved out of her parents' home with her, parent, with her permission a few months before. She had began to have problems in 1983 after her family moved from Manchester, New Hampshire to Pittsfield, New Hampshire. She couldn't make new friends in Pittsfield, was often trent, was suspended from school, used marijuana. She regularly visited people at the state prison at the time she vanished. It is unknown whether any of the inmates are connected to her case. She earned spending money by babysitting for local families. Despite her personal problems, Shirley's family does not believe she left her on her own accord. Within a week of her disappearance, her father decided she was probably dead. He suspected her boyfriend was involved in the case, tracked the man's movements. As a result, Shirley's father was arrested for stalking. The boyfriend has not been ruled out as a person of interest in the case. There were many sightings of Shirley in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and New York State after her disappearance, but none of the accounts were verified, and police don't believe any of them were genuine. Investigators believe Shirley met with foul play, possibly one on the day she disappeared, and that she probably never had left the city of Concord. Another possible suspect is Walter Davis II a maverick New Hampshire man who worked in Concord at the time of Shirley's disappearance. His teenage half-sister and mother caught him trying to burn some damp clothes, including Dion uh, Viv overalls and stained cotton shirt in the fireplace in July 1984. The same month, the same month Shirley disappeared. 
Davis reportedly told the woman he had raped a girl, thrown her in the Mammarich River, and kept her clothes. His half-sister had hidden the clothes in a closet and told a friend about what had happened. The friend told the Mammarich police who, rest who retrieved the clothes and questioned Davis and his family. He told them he had simply found the clothes on the edge of a white, pond, uh, excuse me, white park pond in Concord and said they took them home because he thought the overalls might fit his teenage sister. White Park Pond is near Rooley's Union Street apartment. Shirley's parents and Rooley went to the Mummerick's Police Department to look at the overalls and shirt Davis he had tried to burn, and identified the items of Shirley's clothing. Mummerick investigators asked Davis to take a lie detector test in 2003 in Charlie's case, but he refused. He didn't in 2003 to Concord Police Department, which was investigating Charlie's disappearance, didn't learn about the insistence in the clothing until 2014. The Concord Police Department took custody of the, um, of the clothing at the time. They said they were going to test it for DNA, but it was unclear whether it was ever done. Charlie's parents had her declared legally dead in 1996. Twelve years after her disappearance, her mother died in 2003. Her father died in 2015. Her old sister, Robin, has been diagnosed with terminal cancer. Both Robin and really hope for answers and surely disappearance. Her remains unsolved. What a sad, tragic story. This young woman that did go to was doing troubles, met with a wrong person, maybe. And cause of death is still unknown. And she's still missing somewhere. Her mother, gone. Now her dad is also gone in 2015. Her sister is still battling with her life. Now we need your help to give justice and peace for those three. So that way they know that their daughter and sister are safe, alive, or gone. We, that's why we need your help. Please call the Concord Police Department at 603-225-8600. Now, we have told you the stories tonight of here in New Hampshire. They are they are saddening. They are hurtful. They've been all long overdue to find justice. Please, if you know anything or any of your families or any of your friends knew anything about those story cases that saw something, heard something, you can make a difference you can't remain anonymous that is what good things can do and you know you have these people that says that we needed to defund the police how can we defund the police then we will never find missing children suspects are that are wanted and missing so we can't defund the police because we need them. We need solvers. We need help to find these missing children. And give these parents a peace. Get them at rest. Once again, you can remain anonymous. You can make a difference. Let's find them. Let's get them justice. Let's put them to rest. And as well, let's put their suspects behind bars. Don't let them can legacy continue living. But I'm going to call it a night. It's now Sunday morning. Go chase Alley to win here at Kansas. It's going to be a good racetrack. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see you tomorrow for more missing cases and maybe some more FBI updates. Have a good night.